I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's Lisa Evers Official, verified with the blue check mark, and you can leave your comments and your questions there. In this episode, we're talking about what everyone in the country is talking about right now, President Trump's executive order on immigration. What does it mean for our communities? What does it mean for our country? It seems like everyone has been speaking out on this, from celebrities and the owner of Starbucks to politicians from every political persuasion. We're going to find out what it really means and who's being affected right now with this amazing panel we have in studio. Joining us, Albert Kahn. He's an attorney for CARE. That is the Council on American Islamic Relations. He's with the New York chapter. He's also a Harvard Law grad. Albert, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Also with us is Sheikh Musa Drama. He's with the Islamic Cultural Center on Westchester Avenue in the Bronx. He does a tremendous amount of work in the community, also works with the local precinct there to prevent violence in the community. Sheikh, thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely, thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Jonathan Gillum. He's a former Navy SEAL, former FBI agent. He's a host on Sirius Radio and also host of a, a very popular page on Facebook. Thank you so much yeah. for being with us, Jonathan. I appreciate <laughs> you it. Got it. Sheikh, I want to start with you on this. When this executive order came on so suddenly, what was the reaction in your community, especially among the families, many of whom are immigrants? Absolutely. Lisa, we are very saddened about what is going on right now, even though we're not surprised. But as I'm sitting here talking to you, we have four religious schools gathering at the Natural Mu Museum of Natural History, a program that started 13 years ago after 9-11. Jewish kids and Muslim kids coming together and learning about each other's culture. And all we talk to them about is the value of being American, proud to be American, proud to be inclusive, proud of the diversity. And even though Donald Trump, President Trump, ran on the most xenophobic, most misogynistic, most Islamophobic, most biased political platform, we still did not expect him to ex execute what he's executing right now because this is tearing families apart. And you know, there's a commercial going on where the girl said to the husband, I thought I married an Italian. And they found out that the guy is only 16% <laughs> right. Italian. All New Yorkers are intertwined culturally, religiously, socially, economically. We, are, we may look different, but deep inside, we are one. So the Muslim community is terrified. But guess what? The larger community also is terrified because people are now sacrificing, you know, their Americanness for what is going on. All right, and let's 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 talk to somebody who's who's fought for our country, Jonathan Gillum, as a former Navy SEAL, former FBI agent. This is one of the things that we've heard from even from some Republicans as well about this issue. Sure. They're saying that this executive order on immigration is un-American, that we are a country of immigrants and that this is un-American. What's your reaction to that? Well, first off, let me just say that, you know, none of the stuff that that you just said about Donald Trump is true. Um, I could sit here and say all this stuff about Muslims saying that, uh, you know, they're terrorists. I could go on and say that they bring all this stuff into the country. It would make you angry. It's not true. Um, and we need to stop using terms like that to describe each other. Because first off, the president is taking action. And that's the first thing. And that's why it's hard on people, because we've had a succession of presidents and politicians that didn't take action. 
So when you have to back up and backtrack, it's hard on people. It's hard on the people that are in your mosque. It's hard on Americans who are immigrants and who come here for the right reasons. But you can't say that what is happening now is not something that should have happened a long time ago where we slow down and screen the people coming in properly. That What we're facing now is the ramifications of not doing that to begin with. And so it's creating hardships and it's it's kind of getting blown out of proportion to the to the point where people aren't even realizing the facts of why we're okay, doing well, this. Okay, well, let's talk about whether or not it's you're talking about action. Yes, the president sure. took action. Nobody's going to dispute that. Mm-hmm. But was it effective action, Albert? There was these seven countries were also on the radar under the Obama administration as well. What's different now? There is no precedent in American history in recent years for anything on this scale. We have seen green card holders, people who've lived here for years, people who have families here, people who own businesses here, being told that you can't come back to the city you call home. We've seen immigrants of all sorts being told that we are going to stop you with a blanket ban that goes beyond anything under recent administrations. There is, you know, Mr. Gillum said that there is a need for action. Well, what we have seen is simply President Trump firing from the hip making mistakes and already he's had to backtrack and already he's had to explain that parts of this were okay well let's talk about let's talk about whether or not it's effective because the seven countries and i i interviewed a sudanese doctor whose colleague was uh living in brooklyn bank accounts in brooklyn had been here for a number of years pursuing his medical career working at the hospital at interfaith hospital in Brooklyn and went home to Sudan over the break to visit his family and went to the airport, was called, pulled out of the airport, Mm -hmm. escorted out, even though he had a proper visa, a proper green card, roots, not just roots, but also a job in the United States. And he's taking care of Americans, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that bother you? Well, listen, I I don't agree with that part of it, with with people who are here already and people who have green cards and may have traveled to come back. Hopefully they had been vetted. See, that's the problem again, but a lot of this vetting never occurred. But see, again, when the pendulum swims, swings too far one way, it's going to swing back. And we have to remember the reason this is happening is not be- to be unfair, not because somebody has it's a the prejudice. It's fear of terrorism. It's, it's because we need not just fear, it's because we need effective countermeasures to people coming in here that could possibly cause this harm. So things have to get worked out because you're right in modern history nobody's done the right thing now we're doing the right thing and we're having to work it out at the same but time is, this, is this the right thing now this doctor for example mm-hmm. he's off his professional track he's two years away sure. from completing his residency he's worked 14 years the mm-hmm. last 14 years since he was 20 in order to be in this position and now he's getting off the track and it's affecting his career and probably his family's income too, sending money to his, his family members you can't confuse effective and fair is it fair to him that this has happened? No. But isn't fair part of an American value? Isn't fair doesn't keep value? people alive. When you look at war fighting and you look at tactics and fighting an enemy, you have to look at what's effective. And unfortunately, some people are going to be affected because, again, these are th- this whole thing is being created because we've had years and years of ineffective leadership, ineffective policies. So now those things will get worked out and hopefully that individual will be able to go on and prosper and help the american public just like um the shake here but why be treated like a criminal when you're doing everything right you're playing by the rules you're following the rules of the united states and to be treated like a international criminal sure 
here's I don't know exactly, but here <clears throat> here's my take on this whole thing. Having been in the FBI and seen the incompetence at the high levels of government and in federal law enforcement, is that this swamp that Donald Trump talked about uh, draining really has to do with the people who have been political appointees and who have come up underneath those political appointees. And so the policies were so bad that now people are going to overreact. And the policies may even reach a little too far when we put them in place. Right, we're going to talk, but then gonna, we bring them back. Okay, we're going to we're going to we're going to talk about that. But is that the way to go? Is the fear of terrorism does that justify violating what some people say are human rights? We're going to find out what our guests have to say when we come back on Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. Stay with us. Hey, what's up? This is your girl Sierra, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, baby, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the official Lisa Evers with a blue check mark verified on Facebook. And also you can catch up on all of our episodes of Street Soldiers TV and radio on LisaEvers.com. What we're focusing on in this episode, President Trump's executive order on immigration. It's having a real impact on so many of our communities here in New York City and around the country. But is it going to make us safer from terrorist attacks? That's what we're going to find out from our panel. Joining us, Albert He's an attorney with the New York chapter of CARE. That's the Council on American <coughs> Islamic Relations. He's also a Harvard grad. Albert, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Also with us is Sheikh Musa Drama. He's with the Islamic Cultural Center on Westchester Avenue in the Bronx, very active in the community with education, with violence prevention. And his mosque actually houses a Jewish synagogue as well yeah. in the building there on Westchester Avenue. Um, Sheikh, thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you. Thank you. Also with us is Jonathan Gillum. He's a former Navy SEAL, former FBI agent, um, and a popular commentator on TV and radio, host of his own show on Sirius Radio. Jonathan, thank you so much for you being it. with us. We really appreciate it. Okay, let's talk about the effectiveness. The seven countries, these seven countries that are predominantly Muslim, mm -hmm. that have been, have this 90-day ban. We want to make that clear to everybody. That's for, it's for 90 days. Sheikh, well, what about Lisa, the- Lisa, actually, we don't know that it's just for 90 days. The ban will last for 90 days to start, but it could be extended. So we have this specter of potentially an indefinite ban. Which the people. law does not state that it has to be 90 days. What wow. the law states is that the president cannot discriminate against people on the basis of what nation they're coming from. The Immigration National... Immigration and Nationalization Act of 1965. It's a congressional statute. It's been enforced for decades. Mm -hmm. The president does not get to just make up the law. He has to enforce the law. So but he can make an executive order. Senator Booker, <coughs> Senator Menendez sure. have said that if this is what the president wants to do, basically the president can do it and there's not a whole lot that can be done to stop them. Except is that, that true or false? That's false. For over 140 years, the Supreme Court has said that immigrants to this country have rights to due process. They have rights to equal protection. And also, the president can't just go about making law. He has to enforce the laws on the book. But I want to talk about safety, because the seven countries that got banned here, there is not a single American who has died on American soil because of an attack from these uh, people from the seven countries. Right. The 9-11 attackers, most of them came from Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And we've seen the homegrown terrorists involved in the San Bernardino, Boston Marathon <coughs> bombing, and also the Orlando uh, Pulse nightclub shooting. There hasn't been a single Syrian individual arrested on terrorism charges. There hasn't been a single Libyan individual arrested on terrorism charges since in the last 40 years. Sudan. I, I, there has been no one. Iraq. There has been no one in this country killed by uh, people 
coming into this country from the seven prescribed. Sheikh, Sheikh, what about that? The the feeling of of being portrayed because you're Muslim, Muslim equals terrorist in some people's eyes. Well, you know, let's look at the numbers. Numbers don't lie. You know, you have over 20,000 Muslim doctors treating American patients here on the soil. 20,000? Over, over 20,000 Muslim doctors. You have over 1,000 Muslim police officers protecting New Yorkers. Mm -hmm. You have thousands of soldiers and informers and translators and undercover agents of Muslim backgrounds protecting Americans. Those are the numbers that don't lie. Number two, let's look at who's killing whom. Is the gun manufacturers that the GOP protect are the ki are, are the killers, not not That's the Muslims? Jonathan, what about that? This has been going out over three hundred. Okay, let, let, let me respond. So what, what about that? Because people are saying, yeah. you know, gun violence. It was violence. A, it was a popular Instagram uh, regram all all week. Yes, there, there's millions and millions of legal guns in this country and gun owners that don't go around killing people, blaming guns and gun owners. No, but in terms of the cause of death, op opioid addiction is an, is a, a much bigger killer of Americans than mm -hmm. anything else right now. Who, I tell you who you should be blaming for killing people or bad people who have uh, bad minds. But here, here's what's happening. The, two things. One, your interpretation of the law skips over U.S. Code uh, 11, 8, 11, 82, or 1182 Section F, where the president can specify a section of aliens that would come into this country and halt them from coming in until, for instance, for medicine, for terrorism, for whatever that he deems necessary. Then there's, there's, we just haven't used that. That's the first thing. The second thing is you going off and saying, first of all, bashing President Trump, and secondly, coming on here and saying that this is a, a, a gun manufacturer problem. This is the problem. When the Muslim community does not stand up against Islamists, against jihadists, and join with us saying, we need to screen these people better before they come in here so that we don't get attacked. Why better? But what's because, honestly, listen, let me tell you something. specifically okay. do you when, when you have that language, what happens with the rest of the people in this country is they say, you see, they don't want to help us. Okay, let me tell you but what I do. But that's not true. No, You're avoiding okay, the okay, problem. Okay, but the, Shake, what about that? But, and and yeah, yeah, Jonathan, just, just for a fact, there, there, are, there are some imams and some mosques around mm -hmm. the country that are actively cooperating, even against some of their members' wishes, actively cooperating with local law but they're, not on, they're not on TV with us right now. And see, that's what I'm saying. Okay, Sheikh, who said right here? You just said that. And you just said that. Okay, Sheikh, Sheikh, respond, please. Okay, um, let me tell you what I do. Let me tell you what I do. After 9-11, mm -hmm. I went home and I told my wife, I will not share this wall with anybody capable of putting his fellow man to this uh, certain death predicament. Mm -hmm. From there, we launched several programs that are unique in America. Today, as I'm here, uh, four schools are now taking interfaith fellowship at the Natural Museum of Natural History. Over 1,000 Jewish and Muslim kids graduate from the program. In my office every Friday, we have, we bring gang members from Bloods and Crips and you name it. And so far, over 104 gang members we have removed. No money, no training, nothing. Because we believe in the value of being American. Number two, we created a program called Peace December. I was which just going to mention it. Which started right here in the Bronx. Right now, it's in 19 countries where the month of December are celebrated by every person of every nationality. Let me just, just say no, 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 one second. Last but not least, last but not least, the best anti-extremism is to demonstrate it. If you come to my center mm -hmm. Friday, you will see the Jewish people worshiping at sure. their synagogue. You will see Muslims worshiping in their mosque. 
coming together in as a family. So that's what I do. And guess what happened? No, no. This number, most of the shootings in the churches and everywhere are done by white extremists, not Muslims. Where? Anywhere in the United States. Uh, what about the four thousand people? What about the four thousand people killed in Chicago? What about, what about, three, what about three hundred thousand people? Listen, that's hogwash. No, no, Listen, no, no, this is a fact. Let me just tell this you something. Fact. You want to okay, stay on target? But, but, but you want to stay? Hold on. You want to stay on target with what you're ta- what we're talking about here today? Everything you just said, that's great. You're bringing unity to your community. But the words that you said before that. And they do not do true. anything. They were all true. No, it's and not by true. The way, let me, by the way, you're listen, listen, okay, no, no, you listen, 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 listen. Let me come back to the issue. Let me come back to the issue. Time out. Let's come back. Let's come back to the issue. If this is, in fact, as the hashtag that's been all over social media says, hashtag Muslim ban, why aren't other Muslim countries on that list, like Saudi Arabia, like Pakistan, why aren't any of these other countries on the list if we're so concerned about this? Anybody who's not an American citizen, that is, I don't care if they're Muslim or not, if they're coming into this country, they need to be screened properly. They're drug You're dealers. You're saying across the board. Everyone. Okay, no, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me respond to what you and guys then, Albert, are saying. I want to find yeah. out. Okay. Anyone coming into this country should be screened properly and not allowed. Agrees with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Okay, they but third, are. third world countries, it's almost impossible. I've done background checks. I've also had top secret clearances to the highest levels, and it took a tremendous amount of manpower to do that background check. We cannot do background checks accurately on people coming out of the Middle East to screen out potential terrorists. Now, here's the thing. Everything that you said is great for your community, but it does nothing to stop people from coming in this country that shouldn't be here. But Jonathan, if we're talking about... That's some what we're talking say this about. Is, right, but they said this is a demonization of Muslims. And when you look at some of the attacks... If Muslims stand hand-to-hand... San hand. Bernardino, Florida... Sure. These are homegrown, and all three in all three cases, there was evidence they were on the radar of the FBI we need already. To stop, they we, knew about we them. We need to stop this looking that at. Just came in in a plane. Look, we need to stop looking at terms like homegrown. The fact is, these people subscribe to a jihadist mentality, and it doesn't matter if they're born here or born over there. We need to do what's effective to keep people alive in this country. But I don't think and any law by Albert, 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 Hold know, on a second, Albert. 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 Real quick. All right. So we keep hearing phrases like "screen properly." A, a Effective. We need these vague terms. These you're, not, you're not telling us anything that you actually want done. You're just putting this out there as a bone to make it well, seem like there's actually exactly a justification. But let me add By one the way, thing. I'm not a Donald uh, Trump uh, spokesperson. Let, let me add, just add this. Look, I'm a Jewish man who works on behalf of the Muslim community every day. Which and is I'm attached, here, to, the, and which I'm is attached he- to the Muslim Brotherhood. And I'm you hearing phone calls from Isn't American it? citizens. It's attached who, to the Muslim Brotherhood. That is attached ridiculous. This is the sort of attached to the Muslim Brotherhood. This is the sort of fake news. Okay, let, let's just finish the that. point because we're up against the clock here. Albert. But every day I am hearing from American citizens who are not feeling safer because of this restriction. American citizens in New York. On, who are afraid to get on a plane because they are Muslim, they are Americans, and they don't know if their passport's going to be respected. They don't know if they're going to be able to come back to their home. And guess what? When we talk about keeping Americans safe, we mean all Americans, regardless of religion. Well, green card owners aren't American citizens. And by the way, they're on the pathway not, to citizenship. Maybe, maybe and, not. And we should not also forget that in 2016, United States dropped 26,000 bombs. Mm-hmm. Half of them in a war. In Libya. No, no, what do you mean war? This is oil. 
We, everybody knows. Oh, okay, it's let me shake, shake. Wait, it's I a whole other concept. Okay, we, it's a hold on one second. Yeah. Though we we do need to take a break. We're going to continue with this discussion. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, official at Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. What it do? This Kevin Gates, and right now I'm kicking it with Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Lisa Evers. What we're focusing on in this episode: President Trump's executive order on immigration, banning immigration from seven countries and we're talking with our panel about this what this means and also the larger issue of is this a muslim ban or is this making people safer here in the united states with our panel albert khan is an attorney for care it's a new york chapter of the council on american islamic relations he's a harvard law grad also with us is sheikh musa drama he's uh, with the islamic cultural center on westchester avenue in the bronx he also runs a school and he also does a lot of work in the community with the local police department and local gang members also with us jonathan gillum he's a former navy seal former fbi agent and popular tv and radio commentator on law enforcement and national security issues just I just want to come back to the law again. Yes. So in terms of the law now, people were in shock about this yeah. when this happened because they felt like this was kind of an overnight weekend surprise. Well, one of the big problems here is this executive order was never properly vetted. And so there was a lot of confusion with the Department of Homeland Security and the agencies that had to put it into effect. That's not me talking. That's Lindsey Graham. That's John McCain. People on both sides of the aisle are saying that this was put together hastily. And right now, there's a lot of confusion because courts are rushing to protect the rights of people who are impacted by this order. And Sheikh, with, with all due respect to the tremendous work you're doing in the community in the Bronx, which I've witnessed myself as a reporter for Fox 5, with the police department, with the gang members, with the Jewish uh, community there, when you hear these types of phrases and you see these comments as you do all over social media too, and people say them on the news and say them on television, that Muslims are terrorists, what does that do to you? Well, you know, uh, again, we go back to the numbers. We have 1.61.7 billion Muslims around the world. And, you know, the troubles are coming from where oil is being drilled. It's about injustice. And these criminals, most of them are reactionists. But do you this think the violence is justified then, if they feel no, that way? Uh, um, Lisa, if violence will ever be justified, I would not be here. You know what I do. Nobody so justifies So you condemn violence. that violence? Well, that's what I do every single day. And that's why I decided to leave Wall Street and go to the Bronx and create an environment where all Bronx sides can coexist peacefully. That's what Islam is about. It has absolutely nothing to do with religion. And by the way, by the way, report after report after report. And he can vouch it to that. Most of these extremists were created because of what has happened from the West. These are people who have been created Nonsense. and armed. Jonathan, what about that? Of course, and armed what about and that? supported so, and given, given all the so tools. Today, if you look at ICE... Me, you're no, telling me no, that... No, you're Jonathan, telling me... Jonathan, you just said, listen, you just... Let's stick that one fact. Yeah. You just said that the West is responsible for jihadists around the country. Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. So there's a report that said Al-Qaeda was supported... But Talibanis and Al-Qaeda were supported by the American military a to report. fight. Where's that report? See, here's the, here's the facts. Uh, let's, here's, let's, talk uh, about, uh, let's talk about today and moving sure. forward because in the, the past we can't verify now, that so now, in the space now, of the show. Let's, here, here, let's but let, let, me, let, me just, let me just go back to the one thing that you said about the West starting that. Okay, if that was the case, we'd have to go back 1,400 years and blame the tactics and techniques and procedures that Muhammad used that they're using today. We'd have to go back and blame those on the what West as well. What tactics did he use? 
Well, let's okay, talk about I, I, beheading. I let's talk about. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about fourteen hundred years ago. I want to talk. You want to talk about 1400 Yeah, no, no, let's talk about Okay, real, real quick, and then we, I need okay. to move this forward. You tell me during his lifetime how many people got killed during his lifetime. Tell me. There was a, there was a tremendous movement. No, 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 just tell me how many Historical people. amounts of people that no, no, no. were killed by no, no, no. Muhammad and his less followers. Than, less than 1,400 people during his lifetime killed. And Iraq war killed over 100,000. So, so, according, according to you, Islam is a peaceful religion that doesn't kill anyone. Absolutely. Islam is completely peaceful Let me bring it back. To what's happening now in terms of the impact there is a daily impact going on right now yeah. immigrants work in our hospitals mm -hmm. a lot of the immigrants work in many critical industries in terms of engineering in terms of these types of technical jobs that we don't have americans trained to fill those jobs sure. this and is affecting our daily lives and lisa i i want to point out we don't just have immigrants coming here because it's the right thing to do we have immigrants coming here building their lives here because we have the best and the brightest trying to come to new york trying to come to america to build on the uh, you know the system the should be have. should be and streamlined so those people can get here you Absolutely. don't but they should still be streamlined. but it doesn't how is it streamlined when there's well, like we a would flat have to split so we, like, we don't we only have a certain amount of time so i can only sit down here hour. but let me no let me tell you something about the, what you keep saying about me okay i'm I'm not a Donald Trump uh, uh, surrogate or anything. Never I'm somebody, so let me finish. I'm somebody, it'd be the same as me criticizing your Harvard degree and saying all the policies pretty much that have crushed this country have been done by Harvard grads in, in, in politics. And that's the truth. Okay, so <laughs> that's the truth. Majority of people that have had bad, been responsible for bad policies in our government have been Harvard grads. So it'd be All the right, same well, as me let's, saying let's, that. Let's, but let me. Let we're going to have everybody calling I'll, us after I'll tell show. you why I'm saying that okay. because you keep saying, you keep going back saying, I don't have answers, I don't have answers. I have an expertise. In, in, in national security and threat assessments, if you want to sit down and we have a conversation about how we could screen, I'll do that. Okay, so but let's the point is right now is Ooh, we have to be able to screen people. We have to be able to do background checks. But we have to find out where they're are from. Screening the, uh, what, what's the process that goes through? There are multiple layers of screening and reviews and interviews. There, and what are it those? It is not an and what easy are those? thing to That's get. That's an easy out. You're not telling me what they are. Okay, Albert, but what about, okay, there are, ma there, there are many and there, there have been immigrants that have come in and ones that we've interviewed where they go through there was an Iraqi translator who mm -hmm. just came in in December um, Mr. Hamid they he came in it took him two years after working 10 years for the American military mm -hmm. in Iraq two years of vetting sure. in order to be able to bring his family here and, and multiple death threats we have a he terrible immigration and system and, and, and policies that are not streamlined ex exactly but, people, but what about though Albert people yeah. say Syria is in a, a tremendous tremendously violent state right now it's in a state of complete chaos it's not like there's an office somewhere with computers where there's digital records of everybody coming in so how do you vet people from these war-torn areas where there are terrorists that are active that's the concern a lot of Americans have I what do you say to that concern I say that concern isn't based off the facts it's based off of the narrative people see on TV we have had 3.5 million but is there like a central records office in C I mean in Damascus no. There's people no, have people they, can there's no office of public people records. People can hold on to identity papers. There are ways to vet folks. And yes, some people are not going to be able to pass. But keep in mind, to come in as a refugee, for example, you have to go through multiple layers of screening by multiple independent organizations. You have to have be referred See, by the you uh, go UN back, You go program. back and you say, you say that they can't. Is working, and then you say that there's multiple agencies but, that but can. But I'm just saying, it's like, how do you verify you when you have when you have somebody like you have somebody like this, this Iraqi translator? Sure. Yes, he has a long 
long history. Yeah. He has plenty of documentation, plenty of evidence. And but what no, about in Syria? People are concerned about Syria. People, people are concerned Syria. about some of the African countries with these various terrorist groups that have, like Boko Haram that have caused tremendous stress and pain and death there and violence. How do you how do you verify somebody when they're coming from a place where there's no structure, All there's right. no government? So let me tell you very simply. If we want the system to be perfect, if we want to say it is impossible for anyone to ever come in and sneak in, I can't promise that. But know what? America has I a could. moral duty, has a moral duty not to turn away those who are fleeing for their lives. We, we don't have a what legal about the duty. What about the moral duty? You know what people were saying to me on Facebook about this? They were saying, what about the people that died in 9-11? What about the people that died in the Pulse nightclub in Orlando? What do you say to them? So you're telling me let's put them over the moral duty of taking care of those people What about the moral duty to make sure that doesn't happen? That sounds like Starbucks. Nobody is more effective in preventing venting and weeding out the bad guy from the Muslim community than people like me. Yes. I, I, Nobody. Listen, I Nobody. agree. And guess what? And okay. guess 100% what? with and guess what? I agree 100%. Guess what? There are hundreds of masajids everywhere in the United States. Every Friday, I would guarantee you 99%. The message is about being American, being proud. The problem is that the moment now, the moment Donald Trump's team make this war against Islam, that is the moment we lose. What kind of things, are you, what kind of things are you hearing from, from, from people in your, in your cultural center, in your mosque, well, because, in your right, community? Because Donald Trump ran on the platform of Islamophobic, and now he's I'm not Islamophobic. But are they having incidents he, when they go, they're going to school or they're walking down the street? Are people, pe being people are terrified because people, I mean, a couple of days ago in, in, in Quebec, Six Muslims killed. All of them are almost Africans. People are terrified. And guess what? White extremists are the killers. Listen, not much. You got to quit okay. saying right, that nonsense. Okay, you go from here to here. No, Every time you open your mouth, no, it's a you fact. say no, great things about unity, and then you blow it by no, saying things about fact. white supremacists. No, what white supremacists are going to cause it? But Jonathan, that's the fact. The fact is the fact. nonsense. The fact is the accused killer in the in the Quebec mass shooting is white. You have the Dylan Roof who Trump is supporter. who is white but is it, is it safe to say there's violent people in all races in all cultures it, it's and there's safe good to, people it's safe in all to races say that cultures. if you want to screen to keep people out of this country you got to realize that exactly what the attorney said over here that you're not going to be able to screen everybody properly and that's why you need not to have standards you said that not everybody can be screened from Syria, for instance. You said there's going to be people that you can't look at properly, and that's true. And so you can you have to have policies in place that keep them out. What you're doing, you know, is you you do great and honorable things to help communities. And the thing that you said was that Islam is the number one thing that could screen out all these jihadists. No, Muslims. At, I said Muslims. Muslims. Yeah. Exactly. Islam is religion. Okay. Because but, but, the community, on, because the community is very close. They yeah. know who's in the community. And, and it's exactly right. However, they did not stop the Sarnaf brothers. They didn't stop the, uh, the San Bernardino uh, attacker. They didn't stop the Orlando attacker. So to say that you all, Muslims, are going to do the job we just can't say that you're going to do the but job. Jonathan, and you but you Jonathan, do some. But, but, you Jonathan, do some. Know, but okay, Jonathan, uh, Albert. But, but, but Jonathan, one second. Jonathan, you, United States spends $600 billion in defense and military, mm -hmm. and yet we're still having all these problems. Now, I we agree. expect Muslims who have no money only doing it from the heart to be able to prevent every crime. I, see, it here's, what, here's where second, we agree. Second, here's where we agree. Here's where, okay, you agree. <laughs> while, while you're agreeing, during this brief pause while you're agreeing, Albert, so we have give to me keep, some legal give we got to keep history here. in mind. When did Donald Trump sign this order? It was Holocaust Remembrance Day. And as an American Jew, I you think know he knew that? the price... 
He had an. Uh, Are you state- offended as an American Jew? He had a statement on Holocaust Remembrance Day before he signed the order. He knew what day it was. And we have a legacy in this country where we had turned away thousands of Jews fleeing the Holocaust, wanting to come here, wanting to save themselves. My family was lucky. They were able to bring their cousins over. But guess what? There were so many who looked on painlessly while their relatives died. But guess what? It's not just that. In the 1940s, we saw the exact same language used to intern thousands of Japanese Americans. We were told the they language were, I'm using. we were told they were a threat. We were told they could not be properly screened. We were told we didn't know where their loyalties were. And, but guess what? Those the Japanese Americans who were interred were not only some of the best and brightest among us. They even served in the US military wearing the uniform while their families were interred. Let me in let me just say this. Let me say this country. let me say this real, about, that, about that. You know, that's the the difference between then and now is somebody it would be like somebody who just hates dogs and they just hate them for whatever reason versus somebody who's been bitten by a dog and doesn't want to be around them or is nervous going up to them you know we've been bitten several times and These people human beings, people sir, not dogs yeah i'm not equating them to dogs and that's ridiculous for you to say that well, the fact is that's a lawyer talking the, the reality is we have been attacked in this country and people realize it now and we have a real threat and we're doing what we can to screen it just like if you were going to go up to a pet that had bitten you and you're nervous you know, you screen the animal. I bring you up and I say, Jonathan, it's not going to bother Arabia. you. The, 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 the 9-11 hijackers came from Saudi came Arabia. Came from Saudi Arabia. And, exactly. And Saudi I think Arabia everybody, I think everybody agrees it. And Saudi Arabia is not on Okay, on that point, okay. and you think Saudi Arabia should Absolutely. be on the list? Absolutely. Okay, we're going to I don't think there should be a list. Can we, let's, let's take a break yeah. on that moment of agreement and harmony. <laughs> I'm Lisa Evers, your host. This is Street Soldiers. You know how we get down. We'll be right back. New York City, it's Miguel, and you're tuning to the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real people, real issues, and real politics, only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You know where to find me, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, official with the blue check mark, and also LisaEvers.com. You can catch up on all your Street Soldiers radio shows and TV shows. Joining us for our discussion and this episode on Donald Trump's executive order on immigration, Albert Kahn, he's an attorney with CARE, that is the counsel on American Islamic relations. He's with the New York chapter. He's also a Harvard law grad. Albert, thanks for being with us. We appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Also with us is Sheikh Musa Drama. He's with the Islamic Cultural Center on Westchester Avenue in the Bronx. He's big on interfaith um, ex- operations and interfaith activities. He has a, a a Jewish synagogue right in his mosque right there. I'm just thinking about all the things that you're doing. Works with the police department, the local gang members. Thank you so much for being with us, Sheikh. Well, we you. appreciate it. Also with us is Jonathan Gillum. He's a former Navy SEAL, former FBI agent. He's also a popular radio and television and Facebook commentator on law enforcement and national security issues. Jonathan, you th- does this, this seven countries, just mm-hmm. seven countries, should, should there be more on the list? I think, in fact, I know why we have a specific list. I I think the list should be broader. But the reality is I don't think we need a list. I think we need uh, vetting policies that are just across the board uh, for everybody that wants to come into this country so that we, you know, look, our country's gotten too big now. If we continue taking this amount of people, and especially unvetted, we're just going to get to a point where we're going to have issues. but, But I just wanted to say this. You know, Sheikh, what you do in the community is very important and the interfaith things that you do are very important we that's what we need we need to not be having such a massive disconnect between the islamic community and the rest of america but here's it's here's, part of america it's exactly it's part but, of america but here my friend is what i challenge you to do 
get away from the political speak because as soon as you do that you actually increase the divide and the distrust but Jonathan, why shouldn't he be allowed to have the same political opinion as anybody else he can but i'm just telling you right now at the in terms all, of the argument all of us when we get a a uh, a stage to share and to make a difference you have to watch what you say. And you are somebody who is in a position to make great strides in this But why should you tell him? Jonathan, you've uh, gone on on Twitter and called Black Lives Matters terrorists. Yeah, they are a terrorist group. You've called President Obama Islamist. Right. Like, why should they? I'm not in the Sheikh's position where he is is literally bringing communities together. So the reason I'm saying this is not because I'm wanting to keep you you from. He's actually actually there in the community (laughs) as opposed to being a commentator. Exactly. Right, saying? right. And so, you know, I'm, I'm actually looking at and, and saying I really appreciate what you're doing. What all I'm all I'm saying is don't just be mindful of what you're saying when it comes to using the belittling words of politicians and don't get into that mess, because the reality is you are a great American who who's doing great things. And when you get involved in that political mess, this is what happens. Everything falls to pieces and and people stop looking for the right thing to do and they just get into an emotional argument. Uh, what, what about that, Shake? Well, um, I mean, thank you for your advice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is that I run a full-time Muslim school. I understand that. Right. And these kids come from all over the Muslim world. Sure. And I can promise you, if you come there and talk to them, you will be proud of what we do. I'm I'm sure sure I, I think you should. I think you should. I would love to. And I think we should bring the Fox 5 camera there. also to talk about the actuality that is happening. Sure. And right. Donald Trump was very, very vocal and very public sure. about his platform that every imam must talk about that platform. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, how can you relate to what is I'm going on? I'm not talking on? about the platform. I'm talking about when you use the harsh words of misogyny and all this stuff. Well, because, you know, stick to uh, the facts and let's make it okay, different. Okay. okay, but now I just want to make uh, uh, this point. Uh, let's talk about the Muslim Americans. Yes, we're two. let's talk about the Muslim yeah, Americans. Yeah, we're two. You have the native Muslim Americans who are of African Americans and Latinos, mm-hmm. they are among the most formidable community organizers that the country needs in terms of drugs, in terms of yes. preventing violence. They are formidable. Mm-hmm. Now you have the immigrant Muslims, according to census, among all the immigrant groups, Muslim immigrants are the highest achievers. And, and Is that in true? terms of education? In terms of entrepreneurship, in terms of peacefulness, in terms of neighborliness, you can check the numbers. And what we about, have to, what about that? We, we have to keep in but. mind that this executive <laughs> order is not happening in a vacuum. There is already right, a pattern you. of law enforcement and intelligence officials targeting the Muslim community. Let me give you an example. You know, people always say, "Well, they're targeted because they're a threat." No, we've seen people who have FBI agents show up at their door because they get, were seen buying too much water. They got, were at the supermarket buying seven gallons of water and someone thought, well, they're wearing a hijab. I think that's suspicious. I'm sure there was more to that if the no, FBI showed no, up. Yeah, because I, I the FBI see, doesn't show up because you buy. That's a, the that's FBI a, has it's a not no true. leads on you don't know what policy. the FBI has and what they don't have because it's going to be done behind closed okay, doors. Okay, I think the Patriot Act changed a lot of stuff too. But l- l- let me come back to who's affected by this because yeah. should it be when you have? For, I come back to the doctor because mm-hmm. we know that we know the case. We know yeah. he had the proper paperwork. We know he had a job. We know he has colleagues. His union stood up yeah. for him. His boss stood up for him, and he's still in in, in Sudan. Should that person with a green card who's has a proven connections here in his apartment, which he mm-hmm. may lose. 
in in the United States, should he be treated the same way as somebody who is coming here for the very first time? And and one thing we need to make clear, this situation is fluid. By the time people are watching this, the law may have changed because courts are moving so quickly. Right. So courts we don't have, a, we, courts don't have a jurisdiction over this. <clears throat> the of course the courts have jurisdiction over this. They but how, does that, ever, how does that work? Because there's all these lawsuits, but, but they can't uh, overturn an executive order, correct? Of course they can. Uh, of course they can. Unless the, it goes to the, the Supreme, Supreme Court. No, federal courts have the power to stay the effect of an executive order. The, in this country, our Constitution is the highest law in the land, and the courts are there to enforce it. But to, as the green card, right. we saw Donald Trump's judge. own Secretary of uh, Homeland Security rolling back the ban on green cards within a matter of days. We saw judges it uh, putting Right, but in, obviously that hasn't seeped out to all of the people well, that need to know that. Well, that's the problem because we we saw this order go into effect so quickly without any coordination with the agencies. And so it has been complete chaos figuring out uh, trying to get everyone on the same page. Normally, when an order like this is done, you have the experts in the room. You talk to the agencies. And there's operation sure. orders to the law enforcement right. to, and how now, to execute now, what, it. The legal system cases. can rule but, it to be but unconstitutional, but that's not what happened with the judge from in New York. So that tells you a lot about the reality of how they look at this. You know, for a judge to go in and immediately stop this and say it's unconstitutional is ridiculous because just like Chuck Schumer stuck his foot in his mouth, this has nothing to do with American citizens. Okay, it has to do with look, people coming uh, that are non-citizens. And, and let, me get to, let me get to a bigger issue, too, that I've been hearing about from a lot of people from a lot of different quarters. Who is in the United States? Do we actually know? There's talk. There's a lot of talk and reports that there are people who come here on student visa, visas, tourist visas, sure. overstay them, and there's no way to know who they are. Is that true, Albert? We always hear these rumors. We yes. always hear is that people. True or false? But urban that, myth. I, this is or we're giving urban legends the. Force of law because we have a fake news presence. So the cases that people, I worked where people showed up from India. For I, for I'm I, saying that it's fake news that this is a threat. I'm saying it's fake news that this is something how do you that know? needs to be treated seriously. I'm saying it's how fake do you know news it's not a threat? Because we have seen you love that there isn't that word a single American killed okay, by me, anyone me, from shake, those shake, seven shake, countries. Mo, mo, most of the people in your community who are immigrants, where are they coming from and what do they go through to get here? They go through the normal channels of immigration requirements. They have met all the documentation, all the qualifications, and all the requirements. Like, and what I do they ask you to come from? And no, give us an example of a country. I mean, you know, um, you know, each country, you know, has its own embassy, and right. the requirements may vary. But in most cases, what you need to get in here is dictated from Washington, D.C., whether you are in Iraq or whether you are in West Africa, it doesn't matter. But all the people that come to our center and that I know have gone through the normal procedure and got their paper And the normal, legal, the normal uh, procedure is not yeah. adequate. And, and I also want to add one thing. Um, recently, we've been enjoying uh, one of the lowest crime rate. Why? Because they say that there is a better relationship between the community and law enforcement. Right. If we want Muslim help... And more diversity. More diversity. If you want Muslim help in fighting extremism, by the way, who had more Muslims than any other group, Muslims are the number one victims from extremism. Yes. Islam is the number one uh, 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 um, you know, uh, uh, casualty when it comes to extremism. But if you're going to help us to help prevent extremists rise, then we have to have a better relationship, not a way where we 
we, we justify what these extremists are saying. So shouldn't okay. we screen those extremists so, so out from getting here no, and attacking Muslims? No, no, no. no, no. What, what, about, what about screening them out? What about making sure they can't go to... What about making... What about screening them out? What about making sure that they can't go to an extremist Every training country camp? country has a law. But what, one thing you cannot do, you cannot single out a religion and then keep, uh, you know, attacking the religion. You're not attacking if, the criminals. They're not saying this is a... They're not saying this is a Muslim Listen, he just said it best. No, no, Donald Trump said... Donald Trump, you see, and also Giuliani said Donald Trump asked him but to help him legalize Muslim ban. Yes. Donald yeah, Trump said that. What you said, though, so is exactly the problem. Exactly the problem. It's not Muslims. It's not any religion. It's the fact that when when somebody wants to come to this country, there's different policies. Extremists. There's different policies in different embassies in different places. Yeah. We need one screening process, and everyone needs to go through it. And that's the way it should be. Well, Even if, saying, I will, I will agree with this. Even saying that we need to, because you're just setting your, yourself up for an argument that Muslims need from Muslim countries they need to be screened this way, and people from London need to be screened this way. Everyone needs to be screened the same way to the max Absolutely. before they come in this country. You agree with that, Sheikh? We, let me tell you something. Because why should it be uh, harder if you're coming from West let Africa than if you're coming from Even though he's a Navy SEAL, I hate extremism and criminals more than he does. That's why I left Wall Street. My job is to making sure that nobody who calls himself Muslim hurts anybody else. That's my job. Just like it, it is his job, I do the same thing every single day. And my wife right now is there at the school telling the kids to be proud to be American. I don't want any extremists, whether they're Muslim or not, coming to this country to hurt people. But you got to do it fairly and legally and ethically. And what about I, that? What's I wrong I with that? Say- Perfect. I think that's What's wrong per- with that? I, I think that's I think what he just said is perfect. I, but I think one standard of justice for all, and then if you're a criminal, bye bye. Exactly. But, What's wrong but, with the, What's but so he, hard about that? I don't think there's anything. I think what the problem is, though, is the pendulum has swung to where our immigration system has become reactive now because in just two weeks we have a president in that's actually taking uh, charge and actually looking at immigration system, saying we need to make changes. Would I would see- like to see him go further and and actually put. A ban, if you want to call it a ban or immigration policy, on every country to where we say every single your country. embassy does not determine on whether or not you come here. It's if we can it screen you American. properly. What I, about that, Albert? This is ludicrous. He keeps talking about the pendulum swinging. The pendulum hasn't swung to, or swung towards openness. Hasn't swung towards more immigrants. We have been shutting down. Well, if you look at what happened in Europe, if you look for, at Europe, so the open borders. But oh, the EU this countries. isn't Europe. We haven't been close to Europe. What we've we don't been want doing to get is building Europe. up a. Fortress around this country of fear we have not and been building exclusion. It. In the past we two weeks, we started down uh, immigration of the best and the brightest. You know what? The Sheikh was talking about being proud of being America, and know what? Part of what makes me proud of this country is freedom, is openness, is the you idea that we are a beacon for the best in the world. That's how and you became an attorney. You're free to do whatever you want, but it doesn't have anything to do with people coming into this country. Our course. freedoms okay, wait, do not belong to them. You two agree, one system for everybody, one mm-hmm. s- set of vetting for everybody, wherever they come from. What about that? I, we need to have a fair and equal system. The problem is that this ban was not fair. It was not equal. It wasn't done intelligently. We, the, look, it was look, reactionary, and it wasn't thought out. You know what? We need grown-ups in the room when laws are made, and right now we don't have one in the White I don't, House. I don't okay, like using quick. the word fair when it comes to effective. We need to have an effective immigration policy that does not allow one single person in this country without being vetted properly, period. All right, Shake. last word. Well, the bottom line is 19 hijackers who create the worst destruction in New York are not part of what Donald Trump is banning now. 
Right, because Saudi Arabia is not on the list. All yeah. right, and on that the, note. Yeah, we need, we, need, we need answer for why it's not. Now, are you going to go speak at the school and we're going to come be and go visit? Okay. All right. Okay. But you can't call me a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> I have a shape no, 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 no. I think they're killers. <laughs> right. And Albert will negotiate the terms. Yeah. <laughs> He'll negotiate the terms. I'll All right. sign the contract. All right. <laughs> He'll go over the terms of engagement, the rules of engagement. <laughs> right. All right, I want to thank all of you for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. And thank you so much for sharing all your expertise and your opinions and your insight and uh, helping us form our own opinions as well. Albert Khan, attorney um, for CARE, that's the New York chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations and Harvard grad, thank, law school grad. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Sheikh Musa Drama, Islamic Cultural Center on Westchester Avenue in the Bronx. Thank you so much thank for being with us. Jonathan Gillum, former Navy SEAL and former FBI agent. Thank you so much for you being with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you all for watching Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.